as you might already know, I have spent a good 15 plus years on the diet roller coaster. Those days are behind me, but I have been there, I have done that, and I've done it multiple times in my life. And even now, there's still that little voice that floats around telling me that it would be really good if I could just lose a few pounds, if my jeans fit me a bit better, if my bum was a bit more toned and less cellulite But three things have happened to me in the last few years. Firstly, I've finally seen the traditional diet and fitness industry for what it really is and the silly and actually quite dangerous myths that it peddles. Secondly, through my work with many, many women over the years, I've seen firsthand the devastating effect that it has had on a generation of women who literally never, ever feel good enough no matter what they do. And thirdly, if I'm honest, I can no longer be asked to do what it takes to go on a diet. And that's why I've made it my mission to help women feel confident and amazing and good enough as they are without needing to restrict and starve and punish. And in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about a few of what I think are some of the most dangerous myths from the diet and fitness industry, because I honestly believe that a lot of what they keep telling us is keeping us stuck in a never ending and frankly, really, really boring loop. Let's get into this. Welcome to the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness podcast, bringing you a weekly dose of fitness and wellness inspiration as we explore together how to get motivated and create a realistic and achievable way to stay active within a busy life while stepping away from guilt and the diet roller coaster for good. Together, we'll unpack some of the myths and unhelpful messages from the traditional fitness and diet industry so that you can find a better, kinder, more helpful way to fit exercise and wellness strategies into your life improve your confidence and feel amazing. I'm your host, women's fitness and wellbeing coach, Alex Hubble, founder of ChickFit, mum of two, and a firm believer that exercise and eating well can go hand in hand with chocolate, wine, and lots of rest to create a happy life. You can find out more about me at chickfit.co.uk or head to my social media channels at alexchickfit. Hello, hello, and a lovely big welcome back to the podcast. Now, this episode has actually come about off the back of a few conversations and a few bits of feedback that I've had recently on the podcast, where you have told me that listening to it has been like having a huge weight lifted off your shoulders. A few of you told me that it was what had finally made you feel that you can escape the misery of those never-ending diets and has actually given you the permission to do that and to find ways to be a bit kinder to yourselves as well and find that bit more joy. And honestly, I cannot tell you how happy that makes me feel. Like I said in my intro, I'm coming at this from the angle of somebody who did spend many, many years dieting. And when I was in it, it felt like the only possible answer because the other alternative, which was letting myself eat what my body needed and potentially putting some of the weight back on, just felt totally and utterly horrifying. And, you know, whether by design or the sheer fact of just being bored, fatigued, totally fed up of putting myself through that over and over again, I finally moved into a much, much better place. I'm not as thin as I used to be when I dieted all the time. Absolutely not. But I was hungry literally all the time to try and achieve that. And I'm much happier and more confident in my body now than I ever was, even though I'm not as small as I used to be. Because frankly, even at my smallest, and believe me, it took a lot of effort to be there and to stay there, I still wanted more. I still didn't have that total and utter confidence that I'd been promised. I still didn't feel good enough. I still felt like, you know, I should probably lose a few more pounds and then it'd be even better. Well, I'm not going to pretend that I look in the mirror now and feel like I totally unconditionally love my body. I am okay with it. And sometimes I think I look great. Other times, not so much. Sometimes I'm completely neutral about it. But this is still better than it was in my dieting years. And on top of that, 
the biggest thing for me has been the freedom and the joy of never having to restrict myself again, you know, never spending what felt like all of my waking hours thinking about food, calculating points, bargaining with myself, and of inevitably beating myself up when I failed at it. And I am still so, so thankful every day for the freedom I finally have from diet culture. And I, you know, and I honestly, every day I kind of go, oh my God, this feels so good. It feels so good to just listen to my body and let myself eat. It really does. And I think that that journey that I've been on has given me some real perspective on a lot of the messages that the diet and fitness industry pushes on us. You know, the stuff that makes us keep buying into diets while at the same time, always left feeling that we're never, ever good enough. So today, what I wanted to do was dive into a few of those myths, I think are possibly the most destructive to both our health, as well as our confidence and our mental and emotional well-being, and just seeing if there might be some slightly different ways of thinking about things. So without further ado, let's go. So number one, this myth that once you find the right diet, it's going to be easy. (laughs) And I just like, they do that all the time, don't they? Like if you look at anything out there, you it's like, oh, this is the one. This is the one. And you'll hear everybody going on about it. Oh my God, I did this diet and I just felt awesome. It was so easy. It was so simple. It's just absolute rubbish. However, because they sell us that story all the time, what happens is diet goes well. We praise the diet. We're like, this diet is awesome. You've got to do it. It's finally been the thing that has helped me to lose all this weight. I feel brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. However, then the diet goes badly or we put some of the weight back on. We don't blame the diet, do we? We blame ourselves. So the diet industry has absolutely nailed this one. They get all the praise when it goes well and you get all the blame when it goes wrong, which is why you keep going back. Because if you kept blaming diets, then you'd be like, hang on a minute, this isn't right. We don't do that, do we? We blame ourselves. We're like, oh God, I just don't have the willpower. Oh, I'm just so rubbish at this. I just can't do it. I'm just not capable of doing it. So they've absolutely nailed us on that one. And the fact of the matter is, eating less calories than your body needs is hard. End of story. And anybody who tells you any different is a liar because our bodies have evolved to keep us alive. They literally don't give a crap about whether you want to be a size smaller or that you don't like the way that your thighs look when you look in the mirror. All they care about, all your body cares about is keeping you alive And as far as your body is concerned, weight loss is never a good thing. No matter how big you are, your body thinks that weight loss is bad. Weight loss threatens you. Weight loss threatens your survival. So it's put this amazing protection system in place, which is called hunger. (laughs) So, you know, any of those diets that are like, override the hunger by just drinking a glass of water or whatever, rubbish, because our body will keep going until it gets what it needs. So, you know, our body is designed on purpose to make it really hard for us to lose weight because it doesn't want us to do that. However big we are, it doesn't want us to do that. So I think that's number one. You know, that myth that once you find the right diet, it's going to be easy, rubbish. Stop expecting it to be easy because it is not. Your body is not going to allow it to be easy because it wants to keep you alive, okay? Which is a really, really, really good thing. So that's myth number one. Myth number two, being overweight in itself is dangerous and bad for your health. And I absolutely want to call this one out because it is blatantly not true. Lots of studies have said that this is not true. You know, we will conflate one thing with the other. We will go to the doctor and the doctor's like, oh, well, your back pain will improve if you lose weight. 
And they won't look at anything else. They won't give you any other, you know, bits of advice or help. It's like, well, just if you just can go away and lose weight, you know, and it's this constant blame game. And for the vast majority of us, it's just not true. You know, I've had women come to me who, you know, are not even, you know, are barely in the overweight category. I mean, don't get me started on the BMI. I, you know, that's, <laughs> that's like a whole other conversation. Um, but, you know, people who are, you know, maybe just in the overweight category and they're like, oh yeah, you know, I think my knees would be better, my back would be better if I, um, if I lost weight. And it's not true. And, oh, you know, everyone's going to die from heart disease because they're overweight. It's not true. The things that determine our health are our environment, our support networks, our emotional and mental health, our nutrition. You know, are we putting things into our bodies which are going to help to reduce inflammation and are going to give us health? Or are we putting things into our bodies that are not going to, whether we're small or whether we're big? How active are we? You know, and lots of studies have shown that actually it's not the weight that counts, it's how active we are that counts. You know, there are so, so many factors in this. So when we try and boil it down to weight alone, it's just not true because, you know, I then get people coming to me saying, oh, well, my knees are bad because I need to lose weight or my back's bad because I need to lose weight. But then when I dive into it and I ask them, well, what's been going on? Oh, well, I've been running more or I've been, you know, doing this exercise more or actually when I exercise more, my back feels better. So it's not the weight, it's the activity, the types of activities. And, you know, it might be that we're not moving enough. It might be that we need to work on our mobility. It might be, you know, with knees particularly, maybe your glutes aren't strong enough because glutes have a, you know, big role to play in your knees and things like that. So there's always other stuff going on. There's always other stuff going on. So we've got to stop boiling down or saying to ourselves, you know, because I think what we do is we don't want to say, oh, I want to lose weight because, you know, I want to look good. Like we don't like saying that because, you know, it feels indulgent maybe. So what we do is instead is we say to ourselves, oh, I, I want to lose weight for my health. And the fact of the matter is there's so many other things that we can do for our health that are going to be more productive than losing weight. Now, if you do those things, you may lose weight as a byproduct. Absolutely. But that's not, it's not the weight loss that is helping you. It is being more active. It's eating better, adding more veg into your diet, for example. So I think we need to definitely move ourselves away from that one. The third myth that I wanted to call out is that you should eat the same number of calories every day. And this one really annoys me. Like if you, I don't know if you've ever used like my fitness pal or something like that. I think I used it once for half a day and I got so annoyed with it that I just deleted it straight away because I was like, well, quite frankly, by mid-morning, apparently I've eaten all my calories for the day. That's just not, <laughs> it's just not true, right? So anyway, yeah. So, but what it tells you is you are allowed to eat 1500 calories a day or 1600 calories a day. And so what you do every day is you try and stick to your number of calories, but our bodies don't work like that. Our energy needs fluctuate. You know, they fluctuate from day to day. They fluctuate from season to season. If you've undereaten on one day, your body's going to try and make it up on another day. And I've experienced that myself this week. So on Monday, and this is, I have to say, this is extremely unusual for me, but I was really, really busy on Monday and I was like trying to get some content done for my membership. I really, really, really just wanted to get it done. So I worked and I worked and worked and I kept saying to myself, I'll have lunch in a minute. I'll have lunch in a minute. Actually never got round to it. And before I knew it, I was rushing out to the school run, et cetera, et cetera. And I didn't eat again until about five o'clock. So I missed lunch, right? And it was okay. You know, I mean, that happens, like I say, once in a blue moon, because I do like to be fed regularly. Um, so it doesn't happen very often. And then yesterday, 
it was like I could not stop eating. I, you know, normally I will have three meals and maybe one snack a day. Yesterday I had three meals. I had three snacks. I literally felt hungry every two hours. And it was only later on in the day, I was like, oh God, why, why was I so hungry today? How weird. And I was like, oh yeah, I skipped lunch on Monday. And it's literally my body's going, mm, yes, we didn't eat enough the other day, did we? So let's make it up for it today. And it's like, our bodies are amazing at balancing us out. So our energy needs are going to fluctuate and change from day to day, season to season. So trying to eat the same number of calories every day is just going to ruin you. It's going to be too, too, too hard. What we really need to do is learn to listen to our bodies. And like I've talked about before, a lot of us have lost that connection because we have denied hunger. We've tried to power through with willpower or, you know, drinking a gallon of water or whatever it is. So eating the same number of calories each day, absolute rubbish. The next one, number four, weight loss is as simple as eating less and moving more. <laughs> um, again, this comes back to this idea of weight loss is easy. Why can't you do it? It should be easy. And again, you know, many, many things determine our weight, genetics, our environment, our dieting history. And ironically, the more we've dieted in the past, the heavier we are likely to be anyway. So that absolutely plays into it. And our weight set point as well. So again, our bodies are really good at keeping us in the same place. They don't want us to lose weight because losing weight is dangerous and bad as far as our bodies are concerned. And so we kind of have this set point and our body wants to keep us there. Whether we think it's too much or not, our body wants to keep us there. So it's going to make it very, very hard for us to just simply eat less and move more. And again, this is one of those things that is trying to simplify things to the extent that they make it sound like it should be really easy. And it just isn't. And believe me when I tell you that the people who are saying that are 20-somethings who have tons of time to be in the gym, who experience a lot less stress in their lives, who have some privilege in life as well. And you know, I'll be honest with you, it's what I would have said 20 years ago. So when I was, you know, in my mid-20s, going to the gym all the time as a white, straight, middle-class woman who had money for a gym membership, the time to go to the gym multiple times a week, and who was at a point in their career where it wasn't really stressful. You know, I used to go to work, do my work, come home again. And that was that. So stress wasn't really a thing anyway. So of course, at that stage of my life, I was like, well, just eat less and move more, obviously. Um, so I'm going to call myself out. I'm going to call my 20-something self out for that, <laughs> for a start, because she was an idiot. But, you know, it was just completely misguided thinking. And it's, it's the kind of thinking that makes sense when you've got time and energy and no stress, et cetera, et cetera, and privilege as well. And it's absolute rubbish. Okay. Right. Number five, weight loss is always the most important goal. You know, why do most of us work out? Why do most of us diet? We do it to lose weight and to get thin. But as I've already said before, we've, you know, the whole narrative around thinner is better isn't actually true. It's not necessarily better for our health. There are many other things that are a much, much better indicator of our health and longevity than weight in and of itself. And I actually read a really interesting study recently on older women. And it actually turned out that, you know, the, the women who had lost a lot of weight more recently were more likely to die earlier than the women who hadn't. So weight loss became this thing that was potentially, and I'm, I'm not going to say it absolutely is or not, you know, this is quite a small study, you know, anecdotal, but, you know, this idea that weight loss is always the most important goal is not true. You know, quite often what really matters is how we treat ourselves, how we talk about ourselves, how we increase our resilience to stress, 
how happy we are, how active we are, what we put into our bodies. Like weight loss is not the only thing. And we need to look beyond that and see that there's so many other things that we can do for ourselves and that can make us feel better. And that kind of leads me on to my last point, which is weight loss automatically equals confidence. Now, I'm heavier than I was in the middle of my dieting years, but I can tell you I'm much more confident in myself right now because confidence is made up of so, so many things. It's made up of your purpose. It's made up of living to your values, knowing what you're capable of, pushing outside your comfort zone, achieving certain challenges, all of those things as well. And we try and boil it down to one single thing. And we're like, if I lose weight, I will be more confident. And it's just not true. You know, number one, it's not the only, (laughs) it's not the only thing in life. You know, being thin is not the only thing in life. And being thin does not necessarily bring us confidence because we can be thin, but be miserable in our job, feel like we're not reaching our purpose, feel like we never push out of our comfort zone, feel like we're never achieving certain things in our life. And we can still feel crap about ourselves. So weight loss in and of itself is not the thing. It's all of the other things that we do. You know, I have to be honest with you, if we flip that thinking and we started thinking, well, what can I do to live to my values more? What can I do to push outside my comfort zone? What can I do to challenge myself? We're probably more likely if we focus on those things to treat ourselves better. And when we treat ourselves better, we'll eat better and we'll exercise more. And we may not lose weight, but we may lose weight as a consequence of that. So we've got to stop boiling it down to saying weight loss equals confidence because I, you know, I've been there and I've been thinner than I am now. I wasn't any more confident, in fact, less so than I used to be. And, you know, what if we stop putting so much energy towards weight loss and instead put that energy towards pushing ourselves to other achievements, to bigger things? You know, there's so, so much more out there for us. So there you go. There you have it. Those are, I mean, there are lots and lots of other dangerous myths. Of course there are, but these are some of the big ones that sort of come out for me time and time again when I am speaking to people about, you know, their journey, their, you know, work towards weight loss, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, there's so many myths out there. There's so much, oh, it should be easy. Just find the right diet. It's going to be awesome. And so much self-blame that comes into it. And actually we should be blaming the diet industry and the fitness industry for all of these dangerous myths that is peddling to us all the time. And, you know, look, the fact is, the more that we are sent these messages, the bigger we're getting. You know, the more we diet, the bigger we get. The more we shame people for their weight, the bigger we get. The more we regulate and restrict, the bigger we get. The more we try and tell people it's easy, the bigger we get. We have been peddling these messages for years. We're not getting smaller (laughs) and we're all feeling worse about ourselves. It's ridiculous. So anyway, there's my little take on it. I'd love to know what you think. What's your thinking about this? What are the myths that you've kind of maybe absorbed in the past that are just rubbish that you've realized are absolute rubbish and are just not helping you at all. I think that, I, I, you know, I really hope that's given you some food for thought. It's given you some like different ways of thinking about some of these things that we are, you know, we maybe take as fact and I used to take as fact. Absolutely. So yeah, let me know your feedback. And I would love, love, love it if you could leave me a rating and a review for the podcast. It just helps more people to discover the podcast. It helps me to get higher up in the charts so more people discover me and I can share that message more widely with the world. So thank you so much for joining me again today. I am, as always, extremely grateful to have you here joining me and I'll look forward to seeing you all again next time. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Busy Woman's Guide to Fitness and Wellness. Don't forget to come over and join me on my social media channels at Alex Chickfit for plenty more inspiration.